0: I want to talk to you and teach today on the value of adequate preparation, the importance of being adequately prepared for that which the Lord has prepared for us. As you well know, everything in life requires preparation, even in, in the natural things and in the vocation of life that we choose, we need to have that adequate preparation before we can add any value to the society that we live in. The same principle applies in spiritual things as well. And to lay a foundation, we're going to read a portion of Scripture from 1 Corinthians Chapter 2, verses 6 through to 10. I, I trust that you have them before you so that you can look at them in your own Bible as I read through these verses. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Scripture says that the wisdom of God that we are speaking about, or we just read, can only be received and understood by the mature believer. This wisdom contains mysteries, the mysteries of God. Mystery, it is something that cannot be known by any other means except by the revelation of the Spirit of God. So this wisdom that we're talking about contains mysteries which are outside of our natural reasoning or natural understanding or even imagination. I say that because Scripture says that our natural senses are incapable of grasping this wisdom. This wisdom cannot be understood by the carnal believer or the natural man because to him they are foolishness. Now, within this wisdom of God that we're speaking about are hidden the plans of God, the thoughts of God concerning you, the purposes of God, as well as the promises which belong to us because we are in Christ Jesus. All of these things are contained in this wisdom of God. Now, They also contain words, prophetic words, concerning our future, concerning our families, concerning our life's assignment, and the various seasons which the Lord has ordained for us to walk with Him. Now, in order for us to be able to experience and possess these things, which the Bible says God has already prepared for us, we need to be adequately prepared in order to be able to walk in them, to experience them, and to see the fulfillment of all these promises that God has given us. Now, the period of preparation and the process which God takes us through in order to mature us and adequately prepare us is vitally important. And it's also very unique for each individual as well as each spiritual family. My preparation is not the same as yours. And and so it is unique to you. And I believe God has a specific preparation and process which he takes every spiritual family through. Now, we see this principle of preparation throughout the Scriptures, both in the Old and in the New Testaments. And we're going to look at a couple of examples of this principle of preparation. Let's 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 look at the life of Joseph. Now, Joseph was given a revelation from God through a dream, when he was just a teenager in his father's tent. The revelation that he was given from God was that one day he would become a person of great significance and prominence, as well as influence. But it took the Lord years to prepare Joseph in order to lead him into that that fulfillment of the promise that God has given him. The years of Joseph's preparation were not easy or comfortable. But in fact, they were very, very painful. Scripture says, and I want you to look at that Scripture concerning the life of Joseph. In Psalms 105, verse 17 through to 21, describes the path or the process of preparation that God took Joseph through in order to test him and try him and prepare and mature him so that he can successfully govern the area of his influence. The Word of God says he sent a man before them, and that was Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions. As you can see, the process of preparation that Joseph went through was very painful and very hurtful. And sometimes, almost always... In fact, always there is a measure of suffering that we must endure in order for us to be adequately prepared. Now, God will not only prepare us, but he will also, according to Scripture, test us before he releases us into the various seasons and stages of our life in order to experience what he has promised us. Now, this period of testing and preparation may take months or even years before we are ready to enter what, into what God has promised. Now, Joseph, the day or the time he received this revelation that he would become a person of influence and prominence, he must have been around 16, 17 years old. But he was elevated to the throne of Egypt at the age of 30. So for 13 years, Joseph was being tested. Joseph was being tried. God was preparing him. He was preparing his character. He was preparing his mental and emotional state. And through his suffering, he learned forgiveness. He learned humility. And he kept his heart unoffended with God Uh, due to the process that the Lord was taking him through. Now, one of the things that we need to understand and fully grasp is to make peace with the process that God takes us through. And I want to say that again because it is so important. We need to make peace with the process that God takes us through And also exercise a great deal of patience and endurance while we are going through the process of preparation. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 36, and this is a very important scripture. Many times, during times of testing, during times of trying, of challenges... During times of affliction, the Spirit of God comforted me through this verse of Scripture that we're going to be looking at together. Listen to what it says. For you have need of endurance. Another translation says, for you have need of patience. You have need of patience. Put your name right there next to the uh, letter U. Put your name there. For you, Andrea, have need of endurance or patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Now, patience is important. The Bible says it is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God, not just through faith, but also patience. Patience is a very important ingredient, especially when we go through various tests and trials. Let's look at another example. The life of Moses. Now, it took God 40 years in the desert to prepare Moses for his life's assignment. From a prince in Egypt, he became a shepherd looking after his father-in-law's sheep. Imagine that. It took 40 years for God to drain him of all his pride and self-reliance. All that he had learned in Egypt and relied upon had to be renounced in order to receive and embrace what God was giving him. And it took 40 years of training The Bible says that Moses was 80 years old when he received the mandate to go to Egypt and set his people free. When he left Egypt as a prince, he was 40 years old. And for 40 years in the desert, God was molding him. God was shaping him. The Lord was testing him and training him and humbling him. That is why the scripture says that Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth at that time. So it took a lot of preparation and a lot of years. And Moses had to endure patiently until the time of his release. Now the same principle applies to us as well. We live our life in seasons. I want you to understand that but we experience the life of God in various stages of spiritual growth and development. I want to repeat this because it's very important. God takes us through various seasons in our life, and we live our life in seasons, but we experience the life of God in various stages of spiritual growth and development. As we grow and develop and mature, we experience a greater level of intimacy, greater closeness with God, greater power, greater authority. That we can only experience in in a greater measure as we grow and develop spiritually. Now, I have learned from experience that before the Lord moves us into a new season in our lives, he first of all adequately prepares us that is how god works in our lives the bible says that he first builds us up and then he gives us what is promised paul writing uh, um, or rather look writing in the book of acts he writes and in a particular place he says now i commit you to god and to the word of his grace Which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Notice what the scripture says God, first of all, builds us up and then He gives us our inheritance. In other words, there is a time of preparation, there is a time of building up our character our personality. There is a time of preparation before we are able to handle the inheritance that God has prepared for us. God does not give His inheritance or His power to children, but to mature sons and daughters. It's important for us to understand that. And I have learned this, that God will never lead us into something or somewhere without first adequately preparing us. That's very important. It is therefore vitally important that we cooperate with the Holy Spirit during the season of preparation, so that our preparation is successful and fruitful and complete before every phase of transition that God takes us through so it's important for us to understand that you need to ask yourself where am i what god what is the lord doing in my life right now what kind of preparation do i need is it physical is it spiritual is it mental is it emotional because god prepares us not only spiritually but also mentally emotionally physically as well as financially now we also learn that the Bible says that the generation which came out of Egypt failed to enter into their promised land. Why? Because they rebelled against the process God was taking them through in order to prepare them for what he promised them. And you all know the story. For 40 years they wandered in the wilderness. And they've never learned their lesson. They have never humbled themselves. They have never allowed the Lord to prepare them for the promised land. So they fail to enter the promises of God. And this happens today to many believers. You may be born again. You may be filled with the Spirit. But if you are not cooperating with God and with His Spirit in preparing you for what He has prepared for you, then you will also fail to enter into the fulfillment of the promises that God has given you. It's very important for us to learn from the lessons that the Scripture teaches us. Scriptures are giving us also a stern warning that we should not fall according to the same example of disobedience. Why couldn't that generation enter into the promised land? The Bible says because of disobedience because they've hardened their heart because they did not believe they were they were looking rather at the hand of god and his provision rather than looking at the face of god they only sought god for what they can get out of him rather than who he is they have not known my ways god says they've seen my miracles they've seen my provision but they have not known my ways Because they always erred in their hearts. Their hearts was far from God. They only wanted God for what He could do for them and what He could provide for them. Now, in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, we read uh, the following, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So that is a stern warning for us today, because we've heard the gospel just as they've heard the gospel. But the gospel they heard then did not profit them, because they did not mix faith with it. They didn't obey. They didn't respond to God favorably and humbly and obediently. We need to remain humble before the Lord. It's very important and flexible, obedient to the Holy Spirit as He works in us and has, as He works with us in order to impart to us the very things which He has prepared for us before the foundation of the world. Now, two of the greatest temptations we need to overcome during seasons of preparation are the spirit of offense, as well as the spirit of impatience. The spirit of offense, because many get offended with God because He didn't do what they expected Him to do, or He didn't work the way they wanted Him to work. Or, they you see, they were assuming that God would do certain things for them, but it didn't come through, so they become offended, and they walk away. And many within the house of God today are offended with God. They, 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 they are disappointed because God did not work or did not do what they expected him to do. It's very important that we keep our hearts free from offense, not being offended with God and not offended with people. Other times people get offended with the pastor or with the person that God has appointed over them to teach them, to guide them, to counsel them. They become bitter and offended and they walk away and they leave the church and they leave the fellowship. And if you do that, you will short-circuit short circuit the, the process of preparation and you will delay it. And sometimes you may not even enter into your promises, into the, promise, the promised rest that God has promised you because of offense or unforgiveness or any such thing. The other temptation is the spirit of impatience. We often adopt an attitude of wanting results instantly, or things that we have been promised before the appointed time. There is an appointed time for you to receive the fulfillment of your promise. The Bible says so. But the Bible is clear also about a due season of receiving what is promised. Look at with me, please, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, and let's look at closely this verse of Scripture. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season, underline those two words, in due season, three words, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Why does it tell us that? Because it's possible that we lose heart. It's possible that we get impatient and offended and walk away from the process, walk away from God, walk away from those God connected us to or aligned us for the purpose of preparing us for what God has prepared for us. He says, don't grow weary, don't become discouraged. It may take longer than you think, it may take longer than you expect, but be assured that god is at work in your life even when you're not seeing any physical evidence this is a walk of faith not a walk of sight god is at work some of the deepest work that god has done in my life was done in the dark was done while i was facing challenges and difficulties and obstacles in my ministry in the darkest hours It's when I've experienced the closeness of God, the comfort of the Holy Spirit and has helped me and strengthened me. It was in those dark moments that I grew the most. And so don't grow weary. Don't become discouraged. Don't don't get offended with God and with people. For in due season, there is a due season coming for you and for me where you reap the harvest, where you reap the fulfillment of God's promises, where you reap answers to prayers, if you do not lose heart. That's very important. The Bible says that we must not become lazy or sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Speaking of Abraham, the Bible says... In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 and 15 and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise Abram had to wait over 20 years for the birth of Isaac remember that God promised him a son he said out of your own loins I will raise a son and he will inherit not a stranger not a servant but the son that you will give birth to and abram had to endure patiently and wait for god and he waited he waited until abraham was completely dead that he could not manufacture anything in his own strength so that god could receive the glory isaac was a miraculous birth but he endured patiently and he trusted and believed god until the fulfillment of that promise. The due season came, but it didn't come when he was expecting it. It came much later, years later. And so we need to exercise patience and endurance, remaining humble and flexible before the Lord, unoffended, so that God can do the work, thorough work, in us and through us. And again, in Romans chapter 15, And verse 4, the scripture says, for whatever things were written before, were written for our learning. Did you hear that? Everything that was written in the scriptures was written for us, for our learning, for our education. That we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope when you when you feel that you, you you're discouraged or you are worn out and you've waited long enough and nothing has happened the bible says go to the scriptures they were written for your learning they were written that through patience and the comfort of the scriptures we might revive our hope and our trust in the lord for me during the The darkest hours of my training and my testing, I found great comfort in the book of Psalms, in the scriptures, in the book of Isaiah. They became my food and my drink and my comfort because I had no one physically to turn on, to turn to, but only to the Lord. So I would take my Bible, go into my prayer closet, and there open up my Bible, read out aloud the promises of God, pour out my heart to God, and many times in tears. And I would walk out of my prayer closet, comforted, strengthened, with renewed hope, with renewed faith. The Bible says, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God will renew your strength every single day. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. If you learn to wait upon God daily, if you learn to pour out your heart before the Lord, if you learn to receive the comfort of the Scriptures, you will renew your hope, you will renew your strength, and you will keep running without being weary. You will rise above the circumstances, above the challenges of life, And God will strengthen your heart and strengthen your soul so that you will be able to complete the race with endurance that is set before you. Now, we also need to understand that that God is always preparing us for new things, new challenges, new opportunities, and greater depths of intimacy with Him. And throughout my own journey with the Lord, I have been challenged to grow, challenged to experience greater closeness with the Lord and become more and more fruitful in His kingdom. In fulfilling my own life's assignment, I've experienced a number of transitions from one season into the next. As I look back over 42 years of training, Training began the moment I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into my life. I was born again in the month of August 1976, and the first seven years were years of thorough preparation, both in the Word as well as in business. During this time, I faced various challenges, both at home and outside of my family. And the opportunity to get offended with God's process of preparation was always, always present. I, I, I needed to remain humble and flexible before the Lord. I knew the Lord called me into the ministry. There was no doubt about it. After a couple of years of being born again, I knew that I knew in my heart that I was destined to preach the gospel around the world. The Lord revealed that to me even the first week that I was born again. And I attended a small full gospel church in Fort Victoria. There was a tongue, and interpretation of tongues. And that interpretation was given privately to me that very day. I will never forget it. That one day I would travel the world and preach the gospel. I never said anything to anyone. But I knew deep down in my heart that the Lord called me into the ministry. So there came a time during this time of preparation that I became anxious and I became impatient and wanted to step into the ministry before I was ready. That was in the the year of 1980, after four years of preparation. I thought I was ready, but God knew better. So the Spirit arrested my attention and held me back until the appointed time, which, which was three years later. Only in 1983, in the month of September, was I officially released and appointed and laid hands on by my pastor to do the work of the ministry that God called me to the Greek community. Now, it's very important not to get impatient with God, but to wait and to have confirmation. Many people today, foolishly, They say, well, the Lord told me, so they jump out and they start doing without any confirmation, without any oversight, without proper and adequate preparation. And they fall flat on their face after a few months or even a couple of years. And so we need to understand that the process takes time and we need to have confirmation that we are ready for everything and every season that God takes us through. Now, seven years of preparation before I entered the ministry. That was in 1983. Another seven years doing the work of an evangelist from 1983 to 1990, exclusively ministering to the Greek community all over Zimbabwe, South Africa, United States, in Canada, in Australia. Never deviated from that, but faithfully serving the Lord amidst many challenges, persecutions, rejections from the Greek community. Faithfully, seven years, God was preparing me for even greater things. And after seven years, God released me into another season, the pastoral ministry. That pastoral office lasted for 14 years. And that was also preparation. When I went to Cape Town, I thought that God was building a church through me. But in the meantime, God was building a man. He was building my character. I felt my heart being stretched to the limits in Cape Town. And for 14 years, God was preparing me for the ministry that I am in now. It takes time. It takes years. So I want to encourage you not to be discouraged. For whatever God has called you to do, He will prepare you for it. Whatever God has promised you, He's faithful to fulfill those promises. Endure, be patient, be thankful, remain humble, remain flexible, and allow the Lord to complete the work and adequately prepare you. If God has called you to a spiritual family, stay there. Don't get offended. Work with those God has called you to work with. Remain faithful, remain committed, be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Submit and obey those whom God has placed over your life in order to prepare you, to equip you, and to release you into whatever God has called you to do, either in the church or in the marketplace. Now, before every new season in my own life, there was a thorough preparation spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and even financially. Your life's assignment, whatever God has called you to do, determines the kind of preparation you will go through and the kind of testing you will receive from the Lord. Joseph's life assignment was huge, was great, greater than he even imagined. Destined to save not only Egypt from starvation, but also the surrounding nations. They all came to Joseph to receive their food because there was severe drought and famine. People were dying by the thousands. And Joseph's life assignment was huge, was great. Therefore, the kind of testing that he went through and the kind of preparation that he received was severe and painful. Through the suffering that he went through, he, he learned obedience. You know, obedience is something we learn. We don't bring it with us when we get born. In fact, we come with a disobedient heart and a disobedient nature. So obedience is something we need to learn. Joseph developed a heart that remained unoffended with God and unoffended with people. Imagine unjustly being treated by his own brethren, sold as a slave, then working for Potiphar, unjustly accused, thrown into prison. Yet we we never see or read anywhere in the Scriptures that Joseph became unthankful, he grumbled, he complained. The Bible says that wherever God placed him, wherever God allowed him to go, Joseph served faithfully, always remembering the dreams that he had in his father's tent, not giving up, not walking away from the call of God on his life. Joseph developed a heart that remained completely unoffended, and he also learned the valuable lesson of forgiveness. The people who hurt him, who grieved him, who accused him falsely, he learned to forgive them. That is why God was able to do such a deep work in Joseph's heart and entrusted him with so much authority and power to be second to Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. Egypt was a major world power in those days. And so he was ready, he was prepared, and God was able to trust him with the wealth of the world. I pray for the day when the church will become so mature that God will entrust us with the wealth of the sinners, that we know how to manage, how to distribute, how to uh, faithfully manage that which God has given us. Jesus, the Bible says, our Lord and Savior learned obedience by the things that he suffered. Suffering and affliction, my brother, my sister, is part of our testing and part of the process of preparation that God takes us through. Moses' preparation in the desert was severe and most of it very painful. Imagine being a prince in Egypt, having all of the amenities, the luxuries, the wealth. Anything was at your disposal. He could have anything he wanted. And from a prince... He landed up as a shepherd in a desert. That was preparation for him. His assignment demanded a thorough preparation. And let me say this to you. The day we start questioning the Lord about the process he is taking us through, or the day we become impatient and begin to complain and grumble, that is the day we short-circuit the preparation and delay our very own readiness to embrace and receive the best that God has for us. So we need to develop this attitude of flexibility, the attitude that remains unoffended as God takes us through the preparation that He has tailored for us. So that is why, because I'm teaching you this, because we are in a season of preparation. God is preparing us for something greater. God is preparing us for, for a greater sense of His presence, greater authority, greater power, greater blessings, to walk in a greater depth of dominion and authority and victory in our lives. It's a season of preparation. And last time I shared with you some of the practical things that we are required to do as spiritual disciplines to be faithful in our prayer closet so that our spirits remain alert and awake and sensitive to what God is doing in our lives. The Bible says we need to understand the season and the times that we are living in. And God has a specific season for you that you are currently living in. You need to understand what time it is, what season it is, what God is preparing you for in everything. Everything in life requires preparation. Marriage requires preparation. Having children requires preparation. Becoming an accountant requires thorough preparation. An engineer requires preparation. A nurse requires adequate preparation. Everything in life requires preparation. So the principle of adequate preparation is very important for us to understand and to flow with and to work with God as He works with us. And sometimes He works with us directly through the Spirit, through the Word. He convicts us. He he encourages us. He he rebukes us at times. Other times He works indirectly in our lives through those whom God has joined us to especially those whom He has called us to to join for the purpose of being taught, of being disciplined, of being trained, of being um, raised up to become whatever God has called us to be. It's important that we remain humble and flexible and allow God to do and complete the work that He has begun within us. Paul, writing to the church, he says, "'I am confident.'" that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus. Let us allow him, therefore, to complete that work before he takes us into a new season. God has wonderful things prepared for us, but those things are given at at the right time in due season when we're ready to receive them. I know Many of you have longings within your heart, spiritual longings, which the Lord has placed there. You have dreams that are given to you from God. You have promises that are given to you by the Spirit of God. You know what they are. You have desires that are godly hidden within your heart. And you long for the day when those desires will be fulfilled, those dreams will come to pass. But the question is, are you ready for them? God will not hold you back one single day if you are ready and prepared. Sometimes, maybe we are spiritually prepared, but mentally and emotionally we're not ready to embrace those things. So God works on our emotions. He restores them. He heals our souls. Psalm 23, a beautiful psalm. He restores my soul. Many of us are damaged in our souls, in our emotions. We have hurts that are there and sometimes we're not even aware of it. But deep down in, our, in, our, in, our, in the depths of our being there are still grudges and hurts and unforgiveness and bitterness. All that garbage need to be released from. And so God works in the soul area. Others are not ready in the way of thinking. Some of the things that God has prepared for us, they beyond our wildest imagination. You know, they, you can't grasp them with a natural mind. So God has to work on our minds and get them ready. And that is the importance of having a renewed mind. The Apostle Paul talked about the importance of having our minds renewed by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Sometimes we have to be ready to be willing to be made willing. All of those things take time. They don't just happen overnight. In fact, in the kingdom of God, nothing works overnight. Nothing is instant. It takes time. And because it takes time, we need to give God the freedom and the time is required to do a complete work in us. Amen? So it's important that we are patient, that we go through the process with thanksgiving, with humility. Many times I just bow before the Lord and I fall on my face and I say, thank you, Lord. I know it's uncomfortable, but I thank you. I thank you for this process. I don't understand it, but I don't have to understand everything. I trust you. I lean not on my own understanding, but I trust you with all of my heart. We need to confess to the Lord these things and and, and, and allow him to complete the work in us. Amen? So, during this season of preparation, know these things, go through these scriptures, listen to this sermon again, and ask the Lord by His Spirit to make you aware, sensitive, give you ears that hear, eyes that see, and a heart that understands God's ways. Let's not be like the rebellious generation Whom the Lord says, they have never known my heart. They erred in their heart. They have not known my ways. They have seen my miracles. They have tasted my provision. But they have not known my ways. Amen. A season of preparation. Adequate preparation. Ask the Lord to show you. What what, what are you doing with me, Lord, at this present time? What What is it you want to teach me? I want to learn my lesson and learn it quickly. Is there something that you you are endeavoring to communicate? Help me to work with you, to cooperate with you, and humble myself before you. And God will speak to you. He will comfort you. He will encourage you and He will strengthen your heart. So I want to leave you with these thoughts today. Pray over them. Talk to God. Draw near to Him as the word says, and he will draw near to you. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the process of preparation. Thank you, Lord, that you will never lead us into an area without first preparing us adequately and thoroughly. You can only give us what we are able to hold, what we are able to manage, what we are able to faithfully steward, Lord. You will not give us more than what we can handle. And your word says that you will not test us beyond our ability to be able to endure and to hold. You are faithful. God is faithful who will not tempt you beyond what you're able. But with the temptation, your word says, you will also make a way of escape. Father, I pray for those who are going through transition at this time. They are going through preparation in order to enter into a new season in their lives. Maybe spiritually, maybe work-wise, maybe uh, a new environment. Lord, I pray for them that you would grant them wisdom and spiritual understanding, that they may see your work and your hand in their lives. Submit to the process. Make peace with the process. And with a thankful heart and a thankful attitude, allow you to complete and thoroughly prepare them for what you have prepared for them. I commit them to you and to the word of your grace, which is able to build us all up, Lord, and give us an inheritance among those who are sanctified. For all of these things, we give you thanks for the challenges, for the trials, for the tests. For we know that all things work together for good to those who are called according to your purpose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the difficult days. Thank you for the challenges. Thank you that you are growing us through them. You are teaching us. And we are thankful and grateful to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at